Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Judges 15. Samson burns Philistine crops. But after a while, in the time of wheat harvest, Samson visited his wife with a young goat and said, I will go into my wife in her room. But her father did not let him enter. Her father said, I really thought that you hated her intensely, so I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? Please let her be yours instead. Samson then said to them, This time I shall be blameless in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took torches and turned the foxes tail to tail and put one torch in the middle between the two tails. When he had set fire to the torches, he released the foxes into the standing grain of the Philistines, thus burning up both the shocks and the standing grain, along with the vineyards and groves. Then the Philistines said, Who did this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he took his wife and gave her to his companion. So the Philistines came up and burned her and her father with fire. Samson said to them, Since you act like this, I will surely take revenge on you. But after that, I will quit. He struck them ruthlessly with a great slaughter, and he went down and lived in the cleft of the rock at Edom. Then the Philistines went up and camped in Judah and spread out in Lehi. The men of Judah said, Why have you come up against me? And they said, We have come up to bind Samson in order to do to him just as he did to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom and said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then is this that you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so I have done to them. They said to him, We have come down to bind you so that you may we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. And Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not kill me. So they said to him, No, but we will bind you fast and give you into their hands. Yet surely we will not kill you. 
Then they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines shouted as they met him. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, so that the ropes that were in his arms were as flax that is burned with fire, and his bonds dropped from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, so he reached out and took it and killed a thousand men with it. Then Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have killed a thousand men. When he had finished speaking, he threw the jawbone from his hand, and he named that place Ramathlehi. Then he became very thirsty, and he called to the Lord and said, You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant, and now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? But God split the hollow place that is in Lehi so that water came out of it. When he drank, his strength returned, and he revived. Therefore he named it in Hakor, which is in Lehi to this day. So he judged Israel twenty years in the days of the Philistines. I know I've had a lot of people who actually uh, asked, a, I mean, a question that really makes a lot of sense. Uh, you can understand where they're coming from, but they, they asked for, you know, some people like Samson, for example. Samson was called to something greater, and Samson, it doesn't seem like he's got a lot of God's favor on him because, you know, um, his wife is taken from him and then burned, and he's not able to to um, just easily just have this favor that God pours over him in his life just evident in the stories that we get. But the thing is, they're, they're looking at this perspective or looking at this story from the perspective of, you know, the, the person and, and almost an entitlement of God said, therefore he should. Well, God always says, but he also puts in a stipulation. It's not that there's an unconditional thing here that should make you or me feel like we're entitled to a blessing. The um, grace, grace is the only free gift that comes without, with, without really any, there's no strings attached. There's no obligation on our part for anything. God gives us grace because he loves us. He gives us salvation because he loves us that much. For God so loved the world. It was because of his love for us and the promise that he gave to Jacob that we will not perish and that we can have eternal life. But it's through what Jesus did for us. That is a free gift. Uh, the only thing we have to do is repent and receive. But... Uh, the other things, you know, for, for people to say that God does not have anything that has conditions, it's not true. Many times in the Bible it says, if you do this, then he will do this. But today in the modern Christian church, we're taught a lot of times to ignore that if-then statement. They say that you no longer have to do the if, God's still going to come through with the then. And a lot of times they're, they're justifying that thought and that belief in the fact that, well, Jesus died on the cross, so you don't have to worry about your part anymore. And nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Nowhere. The curse of the law is not God's law. God's law is not a curse. Man's law is the excess that man put above what God 
desired. And the excess is the curse. So man's law is the curse. God's law is easy. God's law is it's common sense. There's nothing difficult about God's law. But there are a lot of things that are difficult about man's law. So, and there's a lot of parables that Jesus says that talks just about that very thing. But Samson does have God's favor, but Samson still has, even though he's he's chosen, even though he is a Nazarite, even though he's a judge, even though all these things that he's got shows that he should have favor, he still does thing against does things against God's wishes, God's ordinances, God's statutes. He said that if he said, be strong and courageous and make sure that you keep all of the law that my servant Moses gave to you. He says, if you do that, you'll have success in everything you do and everywhere you turn. But we decide that we're going to live however we want and God's just going to bless us. Samson was chosen, yes. But Samson also killed the lion, touched the dead carcass. Here, he picks up a, a uh, the jawbone of a dead donkey. Again, touched a dead carcass. Immediately, he's unclean. So immediately, he stepped out of that, that um, position of favor. And that's not all that he's done. In fact, he says here, because they've done things against him, because he was wronged, he said, now when I do something against you, I can no longer be found as blameless. That's not true. Just because you say, just because you say that you've been wronged, therefore you have decided that you can do what you want against someone and can't be at fault, that doesn't make it true. That's like me saying that if you tell me a lie, it's my right to punch you in the face. And I'm not wrong because it's okay. You told me a lie. <laughs> no, your lie was wrong and me punching someone in the face would be wrong too. There's an appropriate way to respond and it's not the way Samson is. Samson is kind of deciding on his own that he's he's his own judge and that's not true. So yes, there are people who have, in fact, all of us have God's favor in our life. God has favor for you. God has a calling for you. He has a purpose for you. He's poured free gifts all over you and given you abilities and talents. And there's so much that he wants you to be able to do. And he's prepared you to do it within his kingdom, for his kingdom, within his business. So just because you have that doesn't mean you can live like you want to live and do what you want to do. You still have to follow it. It's your choice. You can live how you want to live, but you're also living outside of that covering and you'll be missing out on some blessings that God had intended for you. It's your choice. So Samson and the stories like this may seem confusing, but they're really not. When you understand that we're not entitled, our father gives and he gives just without holding back. But he also wants us to be obedient and follow his statutes and his commandments and his ordinances. Jesus even said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me. So we're supposed to love God with everything we have and love others more or before ourselves. 
So if we're not living a life doing those things, you can't sit there with your hand out and wonder why God's not just pouring blessings all over you. So Father, thank you for um, choice, but thank you for this promise that you give us that if we just follow your guidance, follow your, your word, your scriptures, do as you've called us to do and live as Jesus lived. If we could just be imitators of Jesus, just living a life that is reflective of what he did, thank you that you've promised to just pour blessings all over us. And I, I pray that those blessings just come just in overabundance as you promise so that they can flow through us to other people. Father, I'm sorry for those times that I've, I've behaved with this mindset of entitlement. And, and I ask for forgiveness for any entitlement that I've, I've pushed on our relationship. And I know that you are a good father and you're going to give and you're going to give generously and you're not going to hesitate. But Father, I also know that I need to be reflecting the love that I have for you in my actions. I need to continually that my roots grow deeper and deeper into you so that the fruit will be completely kingdom fruit. I pray for the courage to do this. And um, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, but again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.